Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? It's the Friday episode, I think there, and you get it on Thursday evening if you're an IFS subscriber. So how about that? Um, I don't know what anything, anything going on. Just um, well, just been doing. I've been we we've been quite efficient this week with our pod recording schedule. Yeah. Um, uh, which means that occasionally we can give ourselves like a couple of pod free days yeah um which uh we managed to do to uh work on other things or do nothing and this week <laughs> andy i've been experimenting with a bit of doing nothing have you yeah uh i've got quite a lot on my to-do list you just suck it off now i've done some of it it's a new system where traditionally what i've done is i've liked to accumulate large to-do lists and then try and like launch a blitzkrieg type assault on them. Yeah. And it gives me a sort of, I suppose it's the addict in me. It gives me a sort of a buzz to build things up yeah. out of busyness where, you know, you're putting things off and you're mm. like, oh, I haven't got time for that. And then you build it up, build it up. And then you get a couple of spare days and you go bananas and try to like obliterate a number of different tasks, admin things, mm. you know, whatever. Uh, all at once, and then you end the day sort of feeling a strange sense of exhaustion, but elation. There's, Do you know what I mean? There's a huge gulf between that feeling when you've got stuff to do and you keep putting it off and putting it off, and you go, oh, yeah. I'll do that later on, compared to when you actually do them, and you just think, well, that yeah. took fucking three minutes. I could have done that a week yeah. on Tuesday. It, yeah, but if you do loads of them all at once, mm-hmm. and then you end the day and you're knackered, but you feel sort of elated and you get a huge rush from it. Yeah. And you feel, and sometimes I become like, like fucking Jack the Biscuit. I'm like, I'm swaggering about the place because I suddenly in my mm. head feel like I'm sort of Superman. But it's not good. And not I'm good. trying to do a thing whereby I just do one or two things. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And then balance the time out with doing a bit of nothing, a bit of yeah. lovely doing nothing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, rather than have a list and go, right, I'm going to do, I've got 10 emails to send or, like, 10 bits of admin to do. It's like, no, fuck that. I'll do one or two. And then I'll lie about. Maybe I'll read a book. Mm. The uh, Earlier today, mate, I spent 20 minutes simply cuddling my dog, Cookie. <laughs> it, it was consensual. Like, yeah, she wasn't, she was... What happened was I was in the Vita Modular mm. doing a call this morning. And uh, in the meantime, my wife went out. And then when I came back in, the dog was on its own. And obviously, Cookie is a very anxious, neurotic dog, really. Yeah. So we've started playing music for her, which seems to relax her. And what, my what wife kind had of music? left on some... 
Well, there's a playlist. There's a few playlists on Spotify called Music for Anxious Puppies. Right. right? Which she seems to like. Well, I like this stuff. Who did you say it was again? Well, it's a compilation cookie. It's like not one particular artist. It's more like a genre playlist. Wow, well, I really got most of it. But what's every song I found very good and relaxing? Um, but the uh, but she, I don't know. I think my wife had just left on some sort of classical playlist. Right. Oh, she's which, got sophisticated the way, taste then. The the dog. Uh, your wife. The dog. Yeah. Uh, clearly, my wife doesn't. Because um, she's married to me, <laughs> but uh, boom, boom. Um, but uh, the dog. Well, the dog seemed to like it, and I got to tell you, Andy, it made me feel really posh. Right, I came in and I heard this classical music playing, and I sort of, I don't know, I felt like I felt like I don't know, like Noel Coward or something. There I was in my house on my own, wandering about listening to this fucking classical music, right? My first instinct was, ah, ah, classical music, get it out of my fucking ears. Yeah, I'm going to be sick. Ah. <laughs> right? But then I realised, no, that's just, that's just um, what I'm conditioned to feel when I hear classical music. And Give it a go. I, the dog I, I likes like it. it. If it's good enough for a dog, why shouldn't yeah. it be good enough for you? I like so, classical. Yeah, I gave into it, right? And I was like, yeah, it's quite nice. I feel really posh here. I felt like, yeah, I felt like I wanted to put on a suit or a smoking jacket. Did you jacket. feel like um, Real Winston in that interview last weekend where he got some sashimi, whatever it was, for his dinner, yeah, his Sunday dinner? that's what I felt like. I felt like <laughs> someone who was posh enough, who'd elevated himself <laughs> further, far Rafters. enough away from the slums <laughs> yeah. that he was able to drink tea from a bone china cup in a hotel lobby. <laughs> and uh, so then I just thought I've got a few quite a few things to do here but you know what it's not often I get the house myself so I looked at a dog dog looked at me I patted the sofa the dog jumped up next to me and I went I tell you what I've got a bit of spare time let's have a little cuddle let's have a little cuddle and I lay on the sofa cuddling the dog and listening to classical music well, and it delightful. was really nice that sounds really nice and I did, I neglected some chores like tasks bits of admin but nothing End of the day, not, you know, not the sort of shit that the world's going to fall in if I just mm-hmm. do it tomorrow or the next day or even fucking next week. And if you don't have a dog, you can still put the classical music on and maybe just cuddle a cushion. Yeah. Um, another good pillow. thing that I've I've done in the past when I didn't have pets but wanted them is you get a sock. If you've got a large sock, like a football sock, more's the better. Mm-hmm. Any sock will do. Um, go out the front. If there's gravel... In your if you're lucky enough to have a gravel driveway, like mm-hmm. I don't doubt Ray Winston does, right? Then get some gravel from there. If not, just walk up your street. You'll find some gravel. Someone eventually. nearby will have some gravel. Like one Someone of the neighbours. Have some gravel. Take it off a neighbour's drive. Uh, they're probably if you're doing it in the daytime, they'll be at work. So just take that. And then what yeah. I like to do is you can if you've got time, sew some buttons to the sock, right, to serve as eyes. It's eyes, yeah. yeah. Right or. If you don't have time for that, just get a Sharpie and just draw eyes and mm. nose and a mouth. Mm. And tie a knot at one end so the gravel doesn't fall out. Yeah. And then just cuddle that. Cuddle that, cuddle the pretend it's, You can pretend it's a cat or you can pretend it's a puppy, whatever you want. Yeah. Pretend it's a fucking ferret if yeah. you want. Um, and that's a really good... Before I had pets, that was something that I'd sometimes so just fill a sock with gravel. Yeah, I remember mm. you did that backstage quite a lot on our first tour that we did 
Yeah, because I had anxiety, to, didn't um, I? Get in the getting the getting the zone. Well, I had anxiety. I had anxiety, and you could see that I was suffering from anxiety, and because I was mainly because I was away from. Well, in those days, it would have been Nelson, R.I.P. Mm. And you were quite kind actually, because one night I thought I wasn't going to go on stage, and you actually, well, you didn't go out yourself, but you sent out one of the the people from. I think it was the uh, was it a stand in Newcastle? It was the stand in Newcastle, yeah. Set, set, sent them out. Said right, is is five quid? Go to M and S or Millets, wherever, wherever's still open. Get some sock. Get a sock, right. <laughs> It, ideally get one socks I don't want to waste money but just get get your hands on some socks and get go to the nearest gravel place right yeah and just just do it because if not you're not going to have a fucking show tonight I sent right? a local B&M which you can get both at you can get gravel and socks at B&M but get, the nearest yeah. B&M was kind of on the outskirts of the city so yeah, yeah get an Uber there the, and back get an Uber but I didn't give him a fiver I think that was enough yeah, and, uh, yeah, he did the, did the business, and it was good, and it got me on stage. All I did, you quickly gave me the sock with the gravel. Oh, you can also use cat litter if you can't find gravel. Mm. That's another thing. Same that's thing, a substitute. And yeah, make your own pet. Give it a cuddle. Put some headphones in. Listening to a bit of classical music doesn't matter what. Just type in classical music mm-hmm. on Spotify, and uh, you'll be right as rain. Five yeah. minutes later, Bob's your uncle. You're ready for anything. That's right. That's right. I've got to say, I feel quite nauseous at the minute. That's not anything to do with anything From you've said. From what I just said? No, no. Oh. Just, just, I've just before we've done this, I've had a cup of coffee. And, oh, yeah. And <laughs> a Belgian chocolate eclair. Oh! <laughs> yeah, half price Me in you. Oh, fuck it. We'll be annoying the listeners now. The, like, the, the insight that we're giving them to our luxurious fucking lifestyle. <laughs> Doing nothing and eating eclairs. <laughs> Yeah, uh, me me sitting just yeah. cuddling a dog, listening to classical music while you're up in Sunderland having a coffee and a Belgian chocolate. No, well, listen, listen. <laughs> I, I, I should qualify it. The, the The coffee's just instant. You know, mm. I hadn't gone out and bought a coffee or, or made it in a machine or anything. Just instant. Yeah, okay. jar. And the eclair mm. is half price in Sainsbury's at the minute, so seventy five pence Ooh. for two eclairs. I'll get down there. I'm thinking of if going out got, after this to the if shops. You're on the nectar. If you're on the nectar system. Like they do nectar nectar prices, so they've got like an apartheid kind of uh, policy going on. If you're not signed up to the nectar card thing, you don't get these special offers. But isn't, but isn't that a isn't that a, a big brother deep state uh, citizen tracking system? Something like that. I don't care though. It's worth it. I'm though, not bothered it? about being tracked because I don't nah. pay any attention to that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Plus, as well. They could. They, I let. I let the government think they can trap me. Yeah. But what they don't know is, I let them have their fun. What yeah. they don't know is, if I wanted to go off grid, I could do it like, like that. that. Yeah, you've got everything prepared, haven't you? You're a prepper. Yeah, I'm ready. I'd just fucking disappear, and they'd yeah. be like, if they were watching a screen and I was represented by like a green fl- blinking dot, right? Mm. Like someone they, was. On the, someone was no, watching. Just, on a monitor. They track us on submarines, don't they? That, yeah. the, the government Boop. have submarines. I, there are submarines under the Thames Boop. tracking me. Boop. Yeah. yeah. And they go, uh, tracking, time delayed eight. 500 yards. The lady currently sighted outside neighbour's driveway. He's going in now collecting gravel. Putting it collecting in a sock. gravel in a sock. Standard so behaviour. Where's he? Where's he gone? He's He's disappeared. But that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> the dog, he was there, and then suddenly the he wasn't. 
Check again. I've checked. I've checked all the systems, sir. He's gone. He's vanished. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this before. I think that I think Delaney has executed ghost protocol. <laughs> Is there a chance that he's spontaneously combusted? I don't think so. I don't think don't so. I think so, although he does seem the type. But <laughs> I don't know what's happened. One bit, he's gone. The dot has ceased to blink. Reboot the system at once. There must be an issue. Boop, 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 boop. No, nope, yeah. we've rebooted. He's so, still not there. He's gone. That's He's it. Gone that's rogue. what I'll fucking do to those cunts. He's yeah. gone off grid. Sam Delaney, fucking ghost protocol. I heard of I someone know, no recently. Fucking, so, I'll someone, be in the wind. I heard of someone who's known to me. Let's just say, who uh, has alternative views about things, and they were they were looking to <laughs> uh, go off grid and uh, do like a self build somewhere. Yeah. in the countryside or get somewhere that's in the countryside that's remote where you can yeah. go off I don't know what off grid means I think it's when you're like not near any shops I think that's when you haven't <laughs> yeah that, that's yeah, what it's it when means. you've got one bar or less signal if you look it yeah. up that's the definition yeah. if you've if, got one bar of signal or less because let's be honest one bar of signal is like having no bar of signal it, anyway you can't do anything on one bar if you haven't got a branch of the spa within 20 minutes drive you're off grid you, you're off mm. grid but they couldn't find anywhere because that all, all all the other preppers had already snapped up all of these kind of locations. Mm. So these the, the wannabe preppers weren't prepped enough; they'd under prepped, and now oh. they've got to just live among the rest of us like everyone else. I read. A, I've got a book recommendation. It's called The Beasting. It's an Irish book right. about by a guy called Paul Murray, and I read it uh, like like. Uh, yeah, like I read it when I was away in Guernsey. Anyway, he that it's a it's a good book. It's funny, mm-hmm. right? It's set in I is it like fiction modern, or non-fiction? It's it's a novel, and it's right. set in modern day uh, sort of rural Ireland, and um, and a bit in Dublin as well. But anyway, there is a strong prepping. That it's not a book all about prepping, but one of the characters, one of the main characters. Mm. Um, is down on his luck. Successful businessman whose business then starts to falter. Things start going wrong in his life. And bang, before you know it, he's fallen in with a nutter and they are prepping in the woods. Prepping right? the fuck out of stuff. They're yeah. prepping their fucking nuts off in, these, in this forest in yeah. Ireland. And they're doing all sorts. But it was really dangerous for me because alone in Guernsey, I was reading this book and I was deep into this book. It's a really, really good book. Like one of those books where you're like, you, you you keep looking for the opportunity to get a next session in with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I'll have a session yeah. on that later. And uh, But towards the end, they get so into prepping and they're talking about all the reasons why they have to prep. And although the character, who, there's two of them who are getting into it and one of them's like a real fucking loon who's been online researching mm. it all for years. And he's giving you all these theories on why it's necessary to prep. And uh, I think it's supposed to be funny and and it's a parody and I'm supposed to laugh at him. But unfortunately, I don't know whether it was about being alone for so long last week and away from civilization, but Mm -hmm. I just really bought into it and I started to really freak out about uh, the collapse of civilization. Right. Um, And I started taking all of their prepping activities in the book to heart. I'm thinking, shit, man, when the grid goes down, because I always... Well, I always think to myself, ah, fuck it. 
if the grid goes down, I'll, I'll work. I, I can't really do any survival shit, but I'll work it out when it ha- when I need to. I'll just quickly go online. I'll just quickly Google it, right? Yeah. And it's like the whole point That's, is, mate, the grid will be down. There'll be no fucking internet or Google. We'd have to start so doing you better these learn now. by postcard or letters. Yeah, sending postcards out to everyone. It'll be a nightmare. It'll be like that time when I'd send badges out to everyone. Hmm. Oh, my God. I never want to go back to that, that again. That was like idea. my own personal Vietnam. Yeah. And then like the, KL- the, load the, of badges the, out. Like the KLF, you set fire to the ones that were left. It went to a Scottish oh. island and burned them all. We had to. We had to. But yeah, I um I uh I sort of started thinking, oh shit, maybe I better learn now how to survive. And Off-grid. uh Well in this in this book they 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 build a well. They build a well. They right. they use water diviners, which is something I'm interested in, you know. Is there not going to be any water then when we go off grid? No, no, it'll all be all the reservoirs and the water purifying systems will be fucked. Fucking hell! They're all probably run by computers, aren't they? The Russians, the Russians or the Chinese, or maybe they'll team up. Will fucking hack our water systems and release like loads of poison and shit into them. Right. I know if we were satirical, we'd go, oh, you mean like there already is in this bloody country under the Tories, <laughs> right? But uh, they'll do it even worse, won't they, the Russians? And then we'll be like, fuck. So what you can do is you can get water diviners. You know those things where you just walk around with a stick and it points to where water is? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we'll get one of them. Right. And um, it points to where the water is. And then you just start fucking digging. So it's very much in our zone of interest, let's yeah, say. digging interest. Yeah, and you just you dig, 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 and eventually you hit water, and then you just make a well, and then you just all you need is water for yourself. But you also then, if you're the only one who's built a well in your area, right? Word gets round double quick. There's a geezer, you know, Sam Delaney, Ghost Protocol. He um he's built a well in his back garden. Let's get him. So he's got he's got access to fresh water. Let's go round there and get his water. Yeah. So you have to have a gun. You just have to. Yeah, because it'll take it'll be within twenty four hours, all the usual rules of civility will be dropped, and people will be round there saying, "Give me some of that fucking water." And you know me, I'm I'm a generous person. I'm not going to be tight, but at the same time, there might only be enough water to keep me and the kids and the wife and Cookie and Bobby yeah. alive. It's a big family now. Yeah, it's it's a, yeah exactly. So I'd have to draw a line somewhere. So I have to have a gun as well. I saw a thing recently, and it was, um, I think it was some footage of an actual prepper, part of a prepper community, and someone who'd been interviewed, and the interviewer said, if it all goes down, and, you know, you're the only one that's got any water, and people come with guns, and they want to take the stuff that you've got, because you've prepped, Mm. how will you cope? And he said something like, well, what we'll do is, we'll make them a lovely um, pot of broth, and we'll oh. serve them some broth and we'll just try and reason with them. We'll just talk to them. Yeah. And then yeah. they'll have their broth and they'll feel happy after that and then everything will be okay and they'll go away. And I thought, fucking, fucking hell, mate. It's not, that's not going to be like that. A bit naive for a prepper. Bit, yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense. On the one hand, 
you're like a prepper, so you pride yourself on thinking through every scenario. Well, you'd think so. But on the other hand, yeah. you're like, oh, it's just reason with him. I'm sure it'll work out. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Jalapeño. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. That nice. reminds me of when Neil Kinnock went on Breakfast News during the 1987 election and they said, Right, Kinnock, I don't know who's interviewing him, probably fucking Frank, Frank Boff. Boff. <laughs> right? Yeah. He was there with a massive fucking spliff on the go and he's gone, <laughs> Yeah. You'll still be on nuclear disarmament, are you? And Kinnock's gone, Yeah, that's right. And he's gone, But you know the Russians want to fucking invade? And he's like, Yeah, well. And he goes, well, what are you suggesting? If we haven't got any nuclear weapons and the Russians with their massive army decide they want to invade the UK, what are we supposed to do to defend ourselves? And Kinnock went, well, he genuinely said this, right? He went, <laughs> well, it's going to have to, he said it's going to have to be guerrilla warfare, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and they went, what the fuck? And he went, wow. well, you know, we're going to have to disappear into the hills and uh, fight yeah. a guerrilla war. You know, look at the Afghans. They've done it perfectly well, it's, it's not, right, it's against not the Soviets for years. Yeah. And, like, I mean, he was never going to win an election in 1987 anyway, I don't think. But when he said that, it was like, was it. oh, my, like, and the polls overnight went, like, <laughs> <laughs> even staunch lefties were thinking to themselves, fuck that. Fuck I'm not fucking out. Count me out, squire. I, I thought Michael Foot was bad. This could's worse. <laughs> He Fuck wants me, me to fucking go and fight in the hills. No oh, fucking way. <laughs> do you want some? Um, do you want some Jeff Capes content? Yeah. Did you see this long tweet that was sent to us? It came from uh, where is he? Another Jeff, uh, Jeff Quincy, and mm. it's a tweet from the secret DJ on on Twitter, who is uh, a secret DJ. Right. Uh, and it was in a reply to someone posted a picture of Jeff Capes. Uh, and he says Jeff Capes was many things. He was Britain's strongest man, then became world's strongest man, noted breeder of budgies, advocate for fish and chips, most significantly a former policeman. And the secret DJ then goes on to say, "I knew him only as Little John. 
He was in Panto in the theatre I worked in, and at the time had just won World's Strongest Man. We got, a sense, we got a sense of him being a giant knobhead when we'd be working oh. very hard. Backstage work is brutal, and mostly at night. And he'd lumber over when we were sweating our bollocks off, wearing tights, and grab something impossibly heavy, hold it out at full arm's length, and go, Hey, hey, look, look, lads, look, but you can't do this. <laughs> and one of us would go, Of course we can't, Jeff. You are literally the world's strongest man. And we'd just walk off, leaving him standing there holding something stupidly heavy on his own. <laughs> but I don't, I wouldn't find that annoying at all. I'd be like, Well, it's Jeff Capes. I mean, if Full I met Jeff Capes, I'd want him to do something strong. Yeah. And then they started beating him. Then the secret DJ says, this, this turned out to be surprisingly easy. We'd screw things to the stage floor and ask him if he could lift it. <laughs> we'd, we'd wait in the green room till he'd ordered his six dinners, of course, and then run in and go, Jeff, Jeff, we've just seen some kids round your car. And he'd jump up and lumber off, come back 10 minutes later sweating, saying, uh, oh, they're gone by the time I got there. Just lucky you guys saw them. <laughs> and he'd say, we, we are here for you, Jeff. It's a nice car. <laughs> and Frankie Howard thought he was a wanker as well, and, and Stu Francis. So that'd be a good oh, pantomime, that, with those three. I, I, I didn't know, or I'd forgotten he was ex-old Bill. Yeah, he was. I don't think he was a proper one. I think he was like a part-time a or something, like a special. Yeah. He couldn't have been working Specials, full-time. mate, are the weirdest people in Britain. I've never seen one for so long. Are they They're still around? weirder than preppers. My, I used to have a mate who was old Bill, and he said to me that this one guy had been a special at his station for years, and he turned up to work in a Ferrari, right? Mm. He was a self-made man who'd, like, earned loads of dosh, um, sort of retired, and had just decided that all he wanted to spend his time doing was being a pretend policeman. <laughs> Jesus. Weird, right? Fucking hell. Yeah, I've never seen them around for ages. There used to be a couple of them that used to do the do the rounds. How can name, you right? tell the difference? How can they've you tell the They've got different badges on, haven't they? Right. I think they've got like, I don't know, I can't special. remember now. I'm a but, special um, policeman. But I saw lots of, I saw more coppers than I've seen anywhere recently when, when Middlesbrough came to play Sunderland earlier in oh, the year. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't. It was, fuck off, it was the Newcastle match. The Newcastle match oh, last yeah. month. That was heavily policed. And the, the the majority of the police, they were just all like fucking fifteen, and they just looked like no, normal people. They didn't look like coppers <laughs> used to look like. It was weird. Ordinary men. Yeah, we're just normal men, just innocent men. Yeah, but we're recording this on the day when that inquiry about that fucking bastard Wayne cousins, Wayne cousins, has, has come out. So yeah, lots to think about. Um. Did you have any chance to look any more at the um, ideas spreadsheet? No, I haven't. I thought we'll do maybe um, a couple of special episodes looking at it over Easter. Oh, when yeah, we're, when I'd we're love off that. Over the Easter weekend, we'll just pre-record. The, yeah, there's uh, some really the spreadsheet good stuff. Special, and we were going to look yeah. at the, the British Telecom Tower, but I think that's a history box now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. so I think it uh, might be like one or two episodes Telecom yeah. Tower. Yeah, um, but it's definitely worth a, a look at it, isn't it? I'd I'd still feel quite nauseous. To be quite honest, but, you're uh, struggling, mate. 
a little Are bit. Are you struggling to a pod? A little bit, yeah. Just not. Just. You think, uh, and you, you're putting it down to the truffle and the and the coffee. coffee. What I did, what I did after I'd said that I'd been drinking the coffee and eating the uh, the eclair, I then drank some more coffee and that made me feel worse, which was probably foolish. Mm. But uh, yeah, I'm not a doctor. I'm supposed to be going out tonight, but I'm sitting here thinking I might cancel it. Yeah. Staying um, in's better, I think. Yeah. <laughs> It is, isn't it? I've been going out a bit recently. It's it's not nah, nice. Too much. It's too much. <laughs> it isn't nice. No. Yesterday, I was supposed to go out in the day for a meeting. It got cancelled, and I was just like, that special delight. There's probably a German word for it, isn't there? The special delight felt when social plans are cancelled last minute. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I went for a walk in the park and, uh, and invited my mum. I walked the dog, and yeah. I went to a park near my mum's house. I said, come out. And she said that she'd had a um she'd had a arrangement cancelled as well so it was quite cosmosy mm. and i said what was your arrangement i can't remember if i told you this, but my mum's got this friend this gay bloke and he lives in the forest right oh yeah and she always says that and i think but is it really the forest but it's really the forest there's no roads lead to his house is he a prepper it's like that because his house has no roads it's just in some woods Wow. And you have to go to the nearest station and then walk. Did I ever tell you a story about when Rod timed the walk? <laughs> no. Have I told you that one? You might have. It rings a bell, but let's have it again. They, they went, right? <laughs> they went to visit this geezer in the woods. And my and Rod hadn't have been there. My mum went, when they got to the station, my mum went, I'm going to call a taxi. And I'm going to get a taxi to take us from the station to as close to the house as you can possibly get yeah. to limit the amount of walking we have to do through the woods. And Rod was like, no, let's walk. And she went, no, I'm tired. I don't want to walk. I'm not in the mood. It'll cost five quid. I'm going to get the taxi. And he went, don't be ridiculous. He went, <laughs> so they went back and forth. And he was like, it's a 10 minute walk. And she's going, it's not. It's like a half hour walk back forth, back forth. In the end, she won, of course. She'd they been before, I guess. And he hadn't. She'd been he before. Knew, he didn't know. He knew how but long he'd, look, was, yeah. he'd looked at a map. And right. he's like, he'd been calculated how long he thinks it would take mm. based on his map knowledge. Anyway, that was that. The following week... He went to go and visit his son, who all, who lives n- like not far away from this from this house, right? But when I say not far away, his son lives in Brighton. This is elsewhere in Sussex, so it's like three stops away, right? He goes. My mum thinks he's gone for the day, but in fact, he's back by lunchtime. She went, "You're back soon. What did you do?" And he went, "Oh, I went and met my son in Brighton." And she went, then what did you do? Did you go for lunch? She went, no, actually, we uh, we got on the train and we went back to, I won't say the name of the station where our no, friend lives, not. but, you know. We went there. And she went, what did you go there for? He goes, well, I decided that I would time the walk to see who was right, you <laughs> or me. And I, I got off the train and I okay, walked no. to the house <laughs> from the station. She went, and you took your son with you? Yeah, he came too. Did you explain to him why you're doing it? Yeah, I explained. He was up for it. He said he wanted and to verify we, it. <laughs> we walked to the house. We timed it on our phones. She went, when you got to the house, did you knock and say hello to to our friend? No. No. He wasn't we, expecting us. We, we, we touched the front door with our, the tips yes. of our noses. 
Yes. Oh, we could get they an exact time. And then they turned around and walked back to the station. And then he got on the train. His son went back to Brighton. He went back to London. <laughs> and he said, and I can confirm. And he had some specific time. It was like 21 minutes. So a bit longer than I thought, but a lot less than you thought. Fucking and hell. And she's like, why did you do it? And he said, because I wanted to, I, I wanted to make my point And I feel I've made it now. Yeah. Well, good for you. <laughs> fucking asshole. That, that's what I'm fucking dealing with. That's yeah. what she's dealing with. Yeah. It's astounding um, that they're, they're still going strong, if indeed they are. <laughs> fucking extraordinary. Anyway, she was going to that house in the woods and it got cancelled because right. there's now an arrangement. No, no, there's, a, there's a dirt track that leads to the house, yeah? Right. And and the house <clears throat> is... Uh, and you ca- no car, she reckons no car, especially not their Nissan Micra, right, can handle this dirt track and according yeah. to her mate who lives on his own in the woods only one vehicle for miles around can handle this dirt track and it belongs to a guy he knows i think it's like the local plumber who's got like a four by four truck one of those flatbed trucks he goes yeah. only stick only steve can get down the track so um, if you're feeling tired she's got i don't think i'm gonna be able to walk it to your house down that track you know i've got a bad hip and Rod's not feeling well either. And he went, well, the taxis can't even do it anymore. They'll refuse. Ooh. So my plumber, Steve, I'll I'll get him to pick you up from the station mm. and he will drive you down the track to the front door. Mm-hmm. And she's gone, oh, I don't know. He's your mate. He's a plumber. I mean, he's probably got better things to do. He went, no, don't worry. I've got an arrangement with him. <laughs> she went, what do you mean? He goes, I pay him a certain amount a month. To basically give me or any of my friends lifts down the dirt track. Yeah. It's a it reminded me a lot of Michael Winner's arrangement with that cinema with in cinema. Kensington. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's a flat rate. And some months yeah. it might be like half a dozen lifts, but other months it might so be none. Nothing at all, yeah. But it right. itself out, yeah. So uh one of them goes, Oh, okay, well, all right. But she did think that's weird. And then she she called to remind me, just just to remind you, we're coming like, you know, I think she called two days before and he goes, yeah, I've just got to check that Steve's definitely going to be there. Just to clarify, if Steve can't do it, is there no way you're prepared to walk? And she went, no, it's impossible with my hip and Rod's illness. It's, it's impossible to walk. No, it, it, we, we wouldn't be able to come. We went, okay, no problem. I'm just gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to call Steve and sort a few things out. Well, what's the problem? Just tell me what the problem is. Well, Steve's in hospital. He's but he's fine. I'm. He's eighty percent certain he'll be out in time to give you this lift. I've been calling him. He's got his mobile in hospital. What's he in hospital for? Well, he's had a bad throat. Well, he ain't going to hospital with a bad throat. Well, well, he's got cancer of the throat. <laughs> Fucking hell. Right, he's got cancer of the throat, yeah. So what's he in hospital? I don't know, some sort of emergency. He's had to go in for a procedure on his on his cancerous throat, mm. yeah. But now, because, I, oh, by the way, I should tell you, it's her. Fr- it was her friend's birthday. That was why he was so desperate for right. her to go there, because she was bringing a cake that she'd baked for him, yeah. right? And uh, <laughs> she's gone, so you've been calling him in hospital, and he's in there with throat cancer, having a procedure, an emergency procedure done. But you've been calling him to chase him up to make sure that he's going to be out by your birthday so he can pick me up from the station. Yeah, it sounds worse. Like it's just leave it with me. Calls up the night <laughs> before and goes, right. 
Steve's being discharged in the morning. It's been confirmed. They just want to keep an eye on him overnight. He's going to be discharged in the morning. And he has agreed. I've been on the phone to him. I've convinced him to come straight from the hospital to the train station. He'll pick you up. He'll drive you down the track. He'll drop you off. And then he'll go home. And then when we're done having our tea and cake, he'll come back. And my mum's like, you can't make the guy come straight from hospital with his, with his cancer. cancer throat yeah. to pick me up and drive me he down He doesn't need track. a throat to drive. It's fine. I've been, I've been looking forward to his tea and cake all week. It's my birthday. <laughs> what do you think Joanne? I pissed Steve for? And she was like, with a heavy heart, I have to say, <laughs> no, I am not coming for your birthday. And he's like, what? <laughs> and she's like, I can't do it. I cannot do this to Steve. You never even met him. You don't know Steve. You, you don't, don't know, know how strong he is. He is. <laughs> she, she went, I, can, I just can't. I can't. Do. My mum's a cancer survivor herself. So there's a sense of camaraderie. Well, yeah. Right? Yeah. And she's like, I, ca- I can't do it. You've been on the blower to him while he's been in hospital. Well done. Poor cunt can probably barely talk. Hello. Yes, Steve. Steve. Steve, it's John here. Yes, now listen. Um, about this lift reading down the dirt track, I do hope you're going to be able to confirm that Wednesday's not going to be a problem. Uh, well, it all depends, you see. Uh, I'm being monitored. I'll let her know that you won't be speaking much. It's okay. She's a talker more, of a, more than a listener anyway, to be honest. <laughs> if you just nod your head a lot, it'll be fine. <laughs> now, the thing is, Steve, you see... She's bringing a cake, and it's a rather delicious cake. It's a special cake, because as you know, it is my birthday. I'm looking forward to this cake quite a lot. Now, I've, I've been thinking of little else, Steve. I know you have your own concerns and preoccupations at the moment, and I don't mean to minimise them, but I really do need this cake to make my birthday special. And the thing is, it does get rather bumpy on the dirt track, so I need you to be extra specially careful. What we don't want is the cake becoming damaged. Do you understand, no, Steve? I, yes, not, I understand. Look, Steve, I'm not getting any younger. Let's be honest. There may not be that many more cakes. <laughs> this is precious cake time. And each day it's ticking away. Yes, I suppose yeah. I could get a cake next month, but it's not the same. That's not my birthday. It's not my birthday. That's just a cake. A Fucking birthday hell, cake, Steve. something different altogether. <laughs> so that's why my mum yeah. was free. That's, that was her engagement that was cancelled yeah should we uh should we do some predictions yeah let's do it alright here we go Brentford versus Chelsea oh West London Derby is it mm, it certainly is yeah <laughs> okay um I think oh, I think that's gonna be actually Brentford were a bit shit against us I think they're gonna bounce back I think it's gonna be 2-2 two, two. I'll go for 1-1 one, one. Spurs versus Crystal Palace, another London derby. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll go first on this. I think that Spurs will win this one 2 1. Yeah, Spurs will win this one, won't they? I'm going to say 2 0. All right. Everton versus your very own West Ham. I see this as being 1 0. Um. I think Everton will win this 1-0. Uh, Norwich versus Sunderland. And I think that this will be 3-1 to Norwich. 
I'm going to say 3-0 for Norwich. <clears throat> I'm going to change mine to 3-0 as well, if that's all right. Because the last, oh, couple of okay. times, last couple of times I've gone for a score and then changed it in my head and then said something else. So I'm going to go 3-0 as well. It'll be 3-1 now after I've said that. Um, Newcastle versus Wolves, the last one. Newcastle versus Wolves will be... I think this will be Newcastle nil, Wolves 1. Uh, I think Newcastle will win this 3-1. So there we are. That we've, we've predicted. That's it. We've done it. It's as simple it's as that. Done. That's the predictions done. They're locked in. Yeah, locked um, in. And that's it from the episode. And um, we'll yeah. be back after the weekend. Enjoy your weekends, everyone. And yes, we'll do. see you on the other side. Thank you very much for listening. And that's that. That's that. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.